Welcome to Today with Pastor Jay, and I am your host, Pastor Geraldine Denny, and I am black. I didn't know if y'all know this or not, but my bestie is here, and she's a non-black person. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about just race relations within the community and my relationship with her, and it's none other than Jill Woolbright, and I'm still going to call her the Honorable Jill Woolbright, former school board member here, District 1. Um, Jill, you're, I mean, I thought, what's going on here? What are you doing back here in Flagler County? Um, just where good Lord sent me today. I don't know. <laughs> she came to see me. Don't let yeah, her fool I did you. come to see you. She came to see me. Since I think October. Oh, has it been that long? Yes, too long. What? I actually looked back. I think it's October. I'm, you know what? I think and we had to go out of the country. We to see out, yeah, we did. We went out of the country. We had a wonderful time in London and backpacking and through backpacking Italy. through Italy. That was fun. It was. We need to go again. Where are we going next? Don't tell me. You know, I'm ready to go. <laughs> I am too. ready to go. I forget. And it's Black History Month, and I have you here just talking about um, race relations. And I never thought about race in our relationship Mm-mm. i hadn't really thought about it Mm-mm. we're just two people to, yeah i hadn't i hadn't thought about it so one funny thing happened for my birthday one year jill took me to um an event. well then we thought about race we thought about in our face it was in, our, in your face it was it was in our face so we were at an event and we're looking around the room i don't even think we were looking around the room jill just turned to me and looked and she said I think you're the only black person here. And I went, or did I tell you I was the only black person there? I couldn't yeah, remember. You came late. Oh, I came late. You came a little bit late oh, and you okay. came in and sat by me and you kind of like were sitting there and you were like Where? looking around. And then you said, I, yeah, is there anybody else here like me? I said, yeah, there was. She was on the stage earlier. <laughs> you did say that. Right. <laughs> that was funny. So after the event, we're standing at the step and repeat and people were taking pictures and I was taking pictures and, you know, everybody was all excited. And this one lady came up to me and she said, I want to get a picture with you. I want to get a picture with you. And I was OK, fine. All excited. Well, I realized earlier prior to that, that the other black person that was there, a brown person, was um, Keisha King. King yep. And she presented at the event and then she was gone. You didn't see her anymore. But I was noticing people were coming up to me all the time going, hey, I love what you do. And I'm going, me? How did you know about me? This is what I was thinking, saying, like, oh, wow, I'm famous. Yeah, you just went not. with it. I you did. went with it. I went with it. So this one lady came up and she said, I want to take a picture with you. I've got to take this picture with you. And I'm posing. I mean, I'm striking a pose. Bam. Bam. You put your bam. hand on your hip. Put my hand sassy. on my hip. I was bam, bam. And Jill looking at me like, why is this lady taking a picture with you? And I said, Jill, she thinks I'm Keisha. She thinks I'm the other black lady. Because I was, and I still have pictures because I was taking pictures too because I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and Jill said, what? I said, she, they think all black people look alike. And just because I'm over here and there was only one other black lady, she just figured it was me. Me, had to be you. So Jill said, how could you be so calm? I said, what? This is hilarious. <laughs> I can't wait till she posts pictures saying I'm with Keisha King and it's not <laughs> Keisha King. She want to be that stupid. Let her go right on in and do it. And Jill, she just looked. And then I remember you went and you spoke to someone. You came back. She said, how horrible that was. And I go, man. Eh. I'm used to it. Mm. 
You took it all in stride. And it's like, I just got, and that was the first time I think I really got a real picture into your world that mm. was different from mine. Because when we were there, I picked up on, we would walk up to people to talk and I would pick up on their attitude. They would look at me and talk to me, but not you. Mm. And I noticed it and I felt it was really, really hard for me because I like, why, you know, why aren't they looking you in the eye? Cause it was a room full of white people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they, I, I noticed that they treated you different and that was sad to me. Really We've had a few moments um, in time where that had occurred and you would go, why are they just completely disregard? I mean, this is people that didn't know either me or you mm-hmm. neutral setting had nothing to do with, you know, Pastor Jay from Flagler mm-hmm. County or the Honorable Joe Wilbright. Didn't just know either one. No, of us. no one knew anything, but it was it was that. Mm-hmm. And it was a uh, very um, educational for me in the sense that I got to see from your eyes how the world looks at still the day and age looks at race. Mm. You know, I, um, I I was so I was just so humbled by you just say you told me one day you're like, I just admire how you handle all of this. How? Mm-hmm. Do you handle this? How do you deal with this every day? And people go, oh, this stuff doesn't happen. It's not real. It does. Yeah. It does. It does. It, not not with everybody, right? Mm-hmm. But it's still out there. It's, you know, and I was raised during, I mean, I remember going to school when schools were desegregated. Mm-hmm. I remember all of that. And so I thought in my world that I thought it was mostly all gone. But then to travel and be with you and pick up on it and see my white mm. peers not necessarily treat you as you should be treated. I was like, wow. It opened my eyes. And of course, I'm like, mm, it sucks to be them. <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, I was like mm, it sucks to be them. I'm amazing. Have you met me? <laughs> That's your she- that was her tactic. That was the way I always said it. I'm amazing. Have you met me? Hey, yep. goodness and mercy, follow me all the days of my life. I should dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yep. Hey, if I was them, I want to know me, want to talk about me too. So, and you know, that's how I guess I've always um, dealt with things like this with humor and with positive affirmation on myself and just being able to go, hey, it is what it is, but recognizing. And I think people don't think that happens. Last week I did a show and I said, hey, everybody, you know, I've been getting phone calls about how um, I, you know, about I'm doing all this black stuff. It's Black History Month. And they go, why do you keep telling people you're black? Why do you keep talking about black stuff? Well, because I'm black. And I <laughs> mentioned this last week. So um, Carolyn um, from... A good friend of mine as well. She she said she was listening to my show. She was doing. She said she almost peed her pants. She laughed so hard. She went, "Oh my goodness, she is black." <laughs> and this is and this is uh Carolyn Mathis. I'm gonna give a shout out to her. Um, Bartlett's on Ocean Shore. She has a, a wonderful, beautiful restaurant up there, and she's a good friend of mine. And she said, "Oh my goodness, you're black. I, I forget." And she's like, well, what am I? I said, well, you're white chocolate or something like that. I think I told her. But we can talk about it. We can Mm -hmm. laugh about it. But really, it's not anything. 
that when we're together that we discuss? Rarely. I mean, sometimes things come up and I might check myself with you or check different things with you. And You don't do that that often. Not that often, but boy, when I was on the school board and things flew my way, I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah, you did. You did. did. But no, we don't talk about we're just one blood. I, you know, one we race. are, we are one blood one where there's, yeah, there is only one race and it's called the human race. And I'm grateful for your friendship. Have you noticed? Um, I haven't really noticed any cultural differences. I can say this though. And don't listen, don't start sending me hate mail people. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. One of the things that I've noticed about, um, and maybe this is just the people that I know, and this isn't necessarily you, but I, you know, sometimes I go and I, I travel and I have roommates that are different color, skin color. Me, I've noticed that black people, me particularly, we use washcloths, you know, <laughs> instead of putting soap on our hands. <laughs> yeah, we use washcloths. That's something different. And uh, what was the other crazy thing? Uh, we take, I take showers at night instead of in the morning. So. Have you noticed anything just a little bit different when it comes you to You pack a lot of stuff. That's what you do. Girl, I don't know if that has anything to do with race. Girl, I'm a diva. <laughs> you are. What are you talking about? I am a Two diva. I, I'm a diva. Of course I pack a whole lot. <laughs> you do. I mean, my shoes have to match my purse. My and pur- your belt. And my belt. And your it. scarf. Yes. Yes. Your and eye mask, yes. your luggage. And don't get me started on if it's cold outside, because then my gloves have to match my hat, which has to match all the other things. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's and true. your jewelry. Oh, yeah. It takes 30 minutes to put them all on. <laughs> all the bracelets. I don't think that has anything to do with me. Being <laughs> oh, but I like people get to know me a little bit better. You you're very uh, simple. Yes. But it has nothing to do with the color of your skin, I think. Because you have just as many shoes as I do, Chica. I do have a lot of shoes. You got a lot of shoes. I do. A lot of shoes. All right, we got to take a break. Don't go anywhere, guys. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Today with Pastor Jay. NMLS number 228111, CHL NMLS number 156222. Hi, this is Steve Verrier, your proven local source for residential home financing needs. We can often say yes when others say no. So if you're having trouble, please let us take a look. You can find me online at thefloridamortgagecenter.com or call direct at 386-866-1112. We're proud to be a sponsor of Today with Pastor Jay. My name is Leslie Jiscom and I am with the African American Entrepreneurs Association and we are delighted to be a sponsor of Today with Pastor Jay. We have a free nationwide business directory listing. You can pick that up on aaeaassociation.org. Our 800 number is 1-800-671-1397. Welcome back. Welcome back. You're listening to today with Pastor Jay and I have my good friend and bestie, Jill Woolbright. The Honorable Jill Woolbright here is in the studio and we were just reminiscing, talking about some things for Black History Month. But what in the B.O.C.C. is going on in Flagler County? I got to say that because I have an opportunity to have you here. And just recently, some foolishness came out. Mm. Um, The Heidi Petito, the county administrator, she Oh, I got to give a shout out to the Honorable Joan Anthony, who's what she said. I am a diva. So she's watching my show live. 
I got to put a disclaimer. Anything that I say can and will not be used against anybody that know me. I'm going to say that right now. And my opinion has nothing to do with the radio station. You know, they always have a disclaimer. But what in the BOCC is going on? And I say that because the county administrator, Heidi Petito, sent a letter out to um, the superintendent, LaShaka Moore, who's black, by the way. Mm-hmm. And y'all know it's Black History Month. It's all black. Oh, did I mention that the Honorable Joan Anthony's black, too? Got to throw that in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's all about black stuff. Why you keep talking about black stuff? Because I'm black. But anyway, the county administrator sent a a letter. Did you hear about this letter? Yes. To the superintendent where they talking about defunding the police and all kinds of other stuff here. Well, I say defunding the police because pretty much what they're saying is they don't have the funds or the money to, to take on these programs anymore to include the school resource officers, that money that has been going, that the county has been paying. Well, it was the legacy programs, the, is that what, which the legacy, right. the biggest bulk of that is the SROs. The SROs, right. Now, and you're a former school board member. What, how does that even make you feel? There's something more because I don't think any board of county commissioners or sheriff would allow something that ridiculous to happen. You know, just to put it in perspective, our here in Flagler County, um, the school system pays 50% and the sheriff's office pays 50 mm-hmm. or the county commissioners pay 50% of the SROs in our schools and our schools are very large. Mm -hmm. I just want to tell you in where in Crossville, Mm -hmm. Tennessee, in Cumberland County, 60,000 people, they have just as many schools as we have here, but their schools are 500 large. Every school has a a sheriff resource officer. The high schools, which are like 600 large Mm -hmm. have two. So they're much smaller and they all still have, Sheriff resource officers, and guess who pays 100% of it? Who guess? Guess. Um, Not the school, I hope. Not the school. School pays zero. The Board of County Commissioners pay 100%. I'm looking at this letter. It says, while we deeply value the contributions these expenditures have made to our schools in the past, we must prioritize our resources to ensure. In other words, that's code. In my opinion, that's code for uh, Flagler County Schools. I'm mad at you because you pulled um, Pal out of the ILA. This is what I'm seeing. This is this just me. This Geraldine talking here. That's what I see. So they decided they're going to defund or cut back on the contributions and transition out of these things that they've done. So that includes the SROs that include the money for the Carver center. And that include, um, this, swim and which bus. I'm glad they should have done that. They need to get rid of that. And also the youth center over at the high school, all services for children, all the services for children, Flagler County um, board of County commissioners are trying to figure out how to transition all these things out. What I also find completely interesting is they don't particularly care first of all it's not their money it's money taxpayer money right they act, why they act like it's their money it's it's not their money no it's not it's taxpayer money i find that very interesting here's a little known tidbit i don't think they realize this letter came out on february the 13th right did you know it was sent one day before the anniversary of the parkland massacre They sent this letter out. February also is School Resource Officer Appreciation Month. And the Board of Flagler County Commissioners talking about they're going to have practically defund the police. 
the other thing I find and interesting is Andy Dance was on the school board and he knew that this would devastate the district budget. It's not like you guys can print money or create mm-hmm. money, meaning the school board can print money or create money. You don't have an income revenue source like that. No, and the school system has a difficult time coming up with the 50% because it's not state funded, although it's state, but safety is mandated mm-hmm. through the state legislature, but it's not funded. So, and every year the price has gone up like anything right. with inflation, everything. So there's no way that the school system can pick that up. Well, you so, can't, the school can't levy taxes. No, but the you board know, to cover the, yeah, to cover the deficiency, they can't do that. So where, what, what is Andy thinking? He should be fighting against this, not advocating for this. I just don't get it. It's not what, what, again. So I, I, I believe that things are never as they appear. I know that. So it's not really about the SROs, although but it, but it definitely gets people all excited, right, and gets everyone's attention and definitely would get the school board members' attention and the district office attention, right, mm-hmm. as well as parents and everybody else. But these are all, all these legacy programs are ones to do with children, and some of them, in fact, the, the SRO is the most expensive and the most important, mm-hmm. right? So, but there has been differences for a while now between the county commissioners and the school board members, and they have in that mix of things are things that they have been battling back and forth with, which is, like you said, the the Carver Gym and the PAL program Wait. and the sheriff's uh, part of that. So and this, the Carver Center is in the majority black community here. Right. So this is about, this is about um, strategy, in my opinion. It's about strategy and playing this game and making things. I don't believe that uh, Andy Dance and Sheriff Staley are on opposing sides of whatever this is really about. I think they're on the same team. I think they look like, but it looks like they're on opposing sides as a cover. Um, There's something more to this because there's, like I said, there's no way. I think it's retaliation because it's like, I know the Flagler County um, School Board did not want to sign the ILA in its present condition, um, putting PAL's name in the ILA, which is their separate nonprofit organization. So the school board, they did not sign it until some changes were made. And then now all of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. Oh, we're not going to give you any money for any of the programs, Fagwood County School Board, because we can't afford it anymore. Right, because the last I knew, the school board sent it back with some changes they for them. They did. They sent and it back. And have they heard back from the county commissioner? Well, they that? sent it back with uh, several changes until oh. they got it to where the school board thought that it was palatable for the community and also for them. Um, but it hasn't been signed as of yet. There is the threat. I I hearing, I saw, I have a copy of it, mm-hmm. threat of a lawsuit that if it's signed that, um, that the Board of Flagler County Commission is going to be sued along with everyone else that signs the ILA. Now, whether or not there's grounds for the lawsuit, I don't know. But come on, people. All of a sudden, they don't want to fund anything that has anything to do with Flagler County schools. Come on, really? Please. 
Plus, the other thing is, I would say, is mismanagement of money. I mean, let's look at all the lawsuits and all the foolishness and all the things. Somebody need to look in their budget, see where they've been spending their money. Because if they have a problem with where the money is going and what they're doing and they want to cut these types of programs that's dealing with the safety of our students mm-hmm. and the education of our youth and their well-being, then obviously something's wrong. Either we have crazy people at the helm of the Board of County Commissioners or there's another thing happening. And it's the same thing that's happened and got worse with the past superintendent is that the relationship between the school board members and the county commissioner member county commissioner is not good. And the school board's relationship with the past superintendent caused ill will throughout the community because they weren't working with the city. They weren't working with and they were fighting over these impact fees. And so everything's been a fight. And there's so much distrust between all the government entities in this community with the school board. And it's a shame because we have a school board and a new superintendent that does that don't deserve that that could work well with the government entities but there's just a distrust and so they're manipulating and and it's a lot of gamemanship to get what they want mm. all right well we got to take a break don't go anywhere don't touch that dial you're listening to today with pastor jay Hey, this is James Bellino, pastor of Church on the Rock, and I want to personally invite you to our services on Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Our church is located at Route 1 in Benel, and, and we offer a service that seeks the Holy Spirit to be led and guide in the kingdom of God's people coming together to be trained and equipped and then to be sent out into the community. Christ said to make disciples to go throughout the earth, and that's our, our call, and that's our belief at Church on the Rock. Visit our website at churchontherockpc.com. Immediately following Today with Pastor Jay at 8.30 a.m., you'll go from hearing me on a talk show to hearing me in my church service. Join me, Gerald Ministries Reverse Church, by dialing in 904-701-7177. Listen, you don't have to get up to go to church now. You can just call in 904-701-7177. Dial in and listen to the Word of God today. I'll give a thank you and a shout out to Steve Verrier and Church on the Rock for sponsoring Today with Pastor Jay. I couldn't be on the air without you, so thank you so very much. So it's Black History Month. Surely there are some people throughout the years that you have chosen to admire, young or old? Lots of people. But I think I want to make tribute to um, Southside of Bunnell Mm. and all the years that I taught at Bunnell Elementary. How many years did you teach at Bunnell? Most of my career, I started in 1991 there and ended my career there, but um, I just, because I taught at Bunnell, I have a healthy respect for the people on the South Side and all the, the community, the history of the community, and I've taught generations. You sure have. I taught some amazing kids that came from the South Side, and I've called, taught their kids, mm. which is really awesome and i've seen some of them go down the wrong path and then through god's grace and mercy turn their lives completely around and then become leaders in the south side of their community and coach basketball and i mean i just have a love for many of the families there because i taught a lot of their siblings and their aunts their cousins and their 
Um, and some of the people that worked in the school system were such great help for me. Um, um, I'm going to give a shout out to Rosa Baldwin. Um, I just love her and she was in the system, worked in the schools with me for many, many years. And if I had issues and I didn't understand how to Mm -hmm. handle a child, or if I couldn't get a parent to come speak to me, or I wanted to reach someone and I knew that she might have a connection to that family, I would go to her. And I would wow. ask for help. And I'd say, do you, and I would say, Rosa, Miss Rosa, who, who, do you know this child or do you know their family or do you know someone that knows their family? Mm-hmm. Because I need to speak to them or mm-hmm. I need to speak to someone that's in this child's life because I need their help. And she would do that for me. Um, wow. And I just loved her. There, even today, we, I have, I can't tell you the last time I saw her. And there are others. There was Miss May in the cafeteria. Um, there was just others, just that, local heroes. Uh, there was David Williams as a custodian at Benell for years and years and years. And he last school board meeting I watched mm-hmm. that he addressed the board over the Carver gym and stuff that's going on. Um, wow. they are just good, good people. And it harms me when I watch and feel like their wisdom and their knowledge and their, influence Mm -hmm. that can only come from them right because i'm not blackity black black and a lot of people aren't blackity black black that are in these children's lives and they're on that south side of the and they understand with them they They understand because they have Mm -hmm. walked the walk they understand what's needed what's needed and have made good lives for themselves and have come through the other end. So they know the path and they're and mentoring the to mentor them. Yeah. And it just breaks my heart to see them be disrespected or for them to walk away feeling unheard and mm-hmm. unappreciated because this should be a collabor, a beautiful collaboration with the school system that has resources, the County commissioner that has resources mm-hmm. and, um, and resources and understandings, but everyone should come to the table with what they have, and they should respect the differences of what everyone and brings honor, to and, the and, and to the table them. and yeah. honor it equally. You grieved with me and cried with me. I know you did when they had the segregation at Benell Elementary School. I did last year, and oh, just thinking about that right now, I mean, I, I just tear up because I know those children, but you grieved and you cried and you wept because those were my babies. Yeah. Those were your babies. And the minute, and, and this is the thing I knew many of the people involved, right? Right. Um, I knew the principal, I knew the teacher, I knew many people involved. And it's just sad to me that we cannot come to understandings of each other when those people are good people. They're just, misguided and the, the here's the thing if you don't intend to do something harmful it doesn't matter it's still harmful that's right it's still harmful intent has nothing to do with right. it the effect on a child what has something to do with it and when i heard what happened at Benel, my red flags as an educator just went screaming like no no there was no way I would, and I, I can say this in all honesty, that if I had heard of that, that I would have allowed that to happen right. because you wouldn't have allowed it. That's right. You know what? White people can abuse white 
kids or mistreat white kids or have poor judgment over white kids. That's right. Black people can have poor judgment or abuse or have mistreat black kids. That's right. You don't. And white people should not hide behind a black person to do something and say, well, it's okay because a black person did it to a black kid. But are white people doing the same thing? We are one race and one blood and we are people. That's right. But so what's the path forward, you think? What's the path forward is mm-hmm. to to the people are burned out trying to reach the unreachable mm-hmm. that they think. So they, you know, they try to reach this family in the beginning of the year. They don't get a response. They try to reach this family beginning of the year. They don't get a response. Well, maybe you're not getting a response from that family because that family's overworked, overtired or a single parent, or maybe they have really bad memories of school. And That's they have true. really, you just never they know. have scars People of school. respond you from their know. hurt. They so respond from their circumstances and from their pain. That's so it. you find ways to reach And people. their experience. They respond from their experience. It's not just about relationships with the kids. It's about relationships with their families. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. Um, and it's always a joy. And I love you. We'll I have you back you again. Well, speaking of love... My anniversary is on the 28th, and I just want to tell my boo, my baby, he's all that, a bag of chips, a knee-high soda, and a chocolate chip cookie. Happy anniversary, baby. I love you, and I am so in love with you. All right, guys, you know what I say? Yesterday's gone. Tomorrow's not promised. What are you going to do? Today, you're going to hug the one you love, no matter what color they are. God bless you. Have a great day.